Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You've uh, joined by your usual hosts here. We've got Ryan. Hello. We've got Tom. Hello. And we've got myself, Josh. How are we all doing this week, guys? I've been given instruction to leave Tom till last uh, to do this, so I guess I'm going to Ryan. <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for asking, Josh. Um, I have been playing a whole bunch of Pathfinder uh, Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, I came into that a bit late, but... Mm. Uh, I'm actually enjoying it a lot better than King Kingmaker was. They've done a yeah. lot of quality life improvements, and I, it just plays a lot better. Like the flow of play feels a lot better. Cool. I, how how far are you through it? Uh, I am at the end of Act or Chapter Two, I think. Uh, right. I've basically scraped the edge of every map that I've been to, apart from the ones that absolutely trounced me. And I had mm-hmm. to reload my save. Uh, but I'm in the middle of a siege. Uh, and currently, as I was saying to Tom before we started recording, collapsing, collapsing the economy of this, ci- of this city before we even take over. Because I'm just selling everything back to our our, uh, our quartermaster. Just for mm-hmm. every little bit of potions or every little, every little scroll I can find. Because like, it, it is a lengthy, lengthy section. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, uh, I I usually reach a point in, like, video games where I give up, like, mm. picking up literally everything to sell. But, mm. um, yeah, it takes me a while. <laughs> you will have to, with, with Wrath of the Righteous, you have to start being a bit pickier towards the, the late game because, yeah. like, magic items become so abundant, you can't realistically carry everything. Or you can, but you would just be, you know, crawling yeah. to your, your destination. Yeah. Just the giant sack of holding behind you, like just a couple more daggers. They're it's, worth a gold each. It's such a big game, though. Uh, like I've I've been playing it as well, mm. um, and I think me kind of constantly talking to to Ryan about it maybe wore him down. <laughs> um, it tends to happen, um, yeah. and I, I'm on like chapter five, and I've got like five days of playtime. So it's it is a long ass game. Like yeah. there is a, a lot of content. It's it's really fun though, because um, there's there's a part at the beginning where you can uh, hire in quote unquote mercenaries. Uh, so I've yeah. brought in. Uh, so I've got. I'm playing a fighter, student of war, who's like this brains over brawn fighter, uh, who's dual wielding longsword, which is pretty cool. cool. Uh, and I've hired in a, a some wizard by the name of Artisan. Uh, yeah. Who, oh uh, under Tom's instructions, I've made uh, an enchantment wizard with a slight mm-hmm. focus on evocation. So, uh, I have to tell you, Tom, every single time I cast an enchantment spell, it does not overcome the spell resistance. But every time I blow something up, it, it just it just lands. The yeah. the the enchantment stuff uh, is hit and miss. Like if you mm-hmm. if you drop it against humanoids it will tend to be solid oh yeah i've, like, I've, I've sent like an entire wave of cultists into confusion which yeah, is hilarious like and and dominating and stuff like that when you get to higher levels and you're like dominating massive demons that's pretty 
like that feels pretty pretty awesome mm-hmm. um but yeah you it's not an easy path it is not the path of ease to be an enchanter mm-hmm. as, as i well learned when i actually played one mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh there's there's all undead here right so i'm fundamentally useless okay i'll fall, throw fireballs then i guess yeah <laughs> i'll prepare i will prepare every single uh evocation spell under the sun yeah mm-hmm. pretty much Excellent. how are you josh yeah, I'm grand. I'm grand. Gaming-wise, what have I been up to this week? Uh, still playing more Magic the Gathering, which is which is nice. I've mm-hmm. got some of my pals down here coming over on Wednesday night to play a bit of Commander. Tempted to build a new deck for it. All right. Um, what are your options? I mean, I've got plenty of options, but I, I really like... Um, Judith the Scourge Diva. She's a red-black commander who, um, when one of your creatures dies, she deals one damage to something. So it's just... Aristocrats. Exactly, yeah, yeah. build uh, build that kind of deck. Um, it's not going to be the best version of that deck, because you're missing... A, the best version of that deck is uh, a commander called Corvold, which is uh, red-black-green, mm-hmm. and you get, you, uh, you get basically um, access to green. In your uh, in your for like deck, all which the is... one one tokens that you can generate with that yeah and ramp and all of that as well so um, mm-hmm. but it's it it will still be fun um, so I'm I'm tempted to yeah go try and build a new for a deck bit. for that sorry I'm tempted to go rank those for a little bit oh yeah yeah it's uh, it's one of my favorite color combos as well so yeah. Um, other than that, I was saying to you guys before we hit record there, mm. I've uh, been back in touch with a, a guy I used to work with, Paul, uh, who's now retired, and he is into um, wargaming, but more specifically the old, older, like non-miniature uh, wargaming stuff. So he's been teaching me a system called Commanding Colours. Um, specifically, what we've been playing is uh, Rome versus uh, Carthaginians. Okay. Um, which I, and I've been really enjoying it. It does. It's a bit. That system's not too bad to get your head around. It's all hex based, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the units are relatively simple to to manage. But he did show me he's got a game set up for a system called Advanced Squad Leader. Uh, and he's playing this battle. Uh, ah, I can't remember which famous battle it is in World War Two, but it's the Americans versus Germans. And yeah, it uh, it looks pretty intimidating to get your head around the rules, mm-hmm. but he assures me it's very fun. <laughs> so, I mean, have you have either of you guys dabbled with that side? Like again, the non miniatures war games? No, no, can't no. Say that. No, um, I've barely dabbled in miniature war game to be completely yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I've I've sort of looked at some of the the older systems, um, but I, it's never really kind of grabbed me. I'm, I think I mentioned this before. I'm not that in love with like real world mm-hmm. uh, analogs in war games. Sure, for more fantastical or, or fictional elements of my war games it's not that i don't appreciate the the systems or the mon- models some of them are stunning mm. and i've seen some some cracking like dioramas and stuff done with uh with some of the older stuff um but the real world kind of war games of, of any variety just don't really don't really resonate with me yeah mm-hmm. fair enough it isn't for everyone what yeah what sort of uh 
What sort of miniatures war game might you be interested in, Tom? Have, well, you, have you done a, anything? Weirdly conveniently staged segue, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hold yeah, I yeah. I have um, I have a new addiction. Um, that I, I started <laughs> another this, one. Started this week, uh, which is Star Wars Legion. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not Marvel, which I feel is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Same improvement for, for me. Yeah, um, you're branching out. Yeah, so it's kind of it's a system I've been aware of since it launched, um, and a, a funny little story about it actually. When it launched, I was in Manchester at the time, and I was mm. in Fanboy Three, which if you if you're not aware, is a quite a sizable hobby store in in Manchester. Yeah, and they had like a big display for it. They had like a table set up with all the miniatures. So it's a war game just for for context. And they had like a really nice table set up with like miniatures on it. And I walked in and I was in for Pathfinder stuff. And I was in like the Pathfinder section. I turned around, I just kind of wandered over and I saw this section. And I sort of, my eyes looked across this table, looked across like the boxes that were set up. And I turned to the person I was with, I was like, I have to leave. And they were like, why? And I was like, because if I don't, I will buy this. (laughs) I like had to actually leave this shop. And it's kind of. I've seen it around like over mm-hmm. the years since, and it's always been one that I've been like, mm, I, I kind of want to try it, but I don't don't really want to invest in a new war game. Yeah. And then this week, I just broke, uh, basically. And what? So, so what happened this week to, it was to just, cause you to to do this? It was a kind of a series of things. Like I think me and Ryan were actually chatting about, like we were chatting about miniatures. Yeah. Uh, about because obviously we have two Star Wars games. And we've been chatting about miniatures, and I think in the Star Wars chat as well, we were all kind of chatting about if we could make the group as miniatures. Mm. And then I, I kind of went on to there's a couple of different like miniatures ranges for Star Wars. You've got like uh, Legion is actually like the war game. You've also got Imperial Assault, which is kind of more of a board game, yeah, um, but has a very big range of miniatures as well. Um, and I, I went on those and I was kind of just looking at those and then I went out on I think it was Sunday last week I went out for a walk with my friend Katie and we had a two hour walk just talking about Star Wars like because mm-hmm. she loves Star Wars as well mm-hmm. and we were just like chatting about what what's good in Star Wars what's bad in Star Wars like mm-hmm. how we would fix it and things like that and I got home and I was watching Rogue One. I'd put Rogue One on just for like a bit of roleplay prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was browsing on my phone these Legion minis. Uh, and I saw you could get uh, Jyn Erso and Cassian Andor in mm-hmm. Legion. And I was like, do you know what? I'd really like to like paint those minis up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought, sorry, I'm going to gonna buy those minis just for painting. So I ordered mm-hmm. them. And then they arrived. I literally took them out of the box, looked at like the cards, and I'd been kind of like looking on the website. And I was like, "I'm, I'm just gonna buy the core game. And I'm also gonna buy this other mini." And then the next day, I was like, "And this other mini." <laughs> <laughs> and then, sort of, while this had all been going on, so this kind of went over the course of the week. Mm. I'd been kind of chatting to Ryan because, bless him, Ryan gets a lot of my like general part through the day. Mm. Uh, so I'd be like, "I'm looking at this, right? I'm looking at this, right? What do you think of this, right?" And, and sort of chatting back and forth with Ryan uh, and kind of linking all the stuff I was buying to you guys as well. Uh, and Ryan has, has also ordered something as well. Yeah, hey. so uh, talking about the um, the making uh, our characters as minis, I got a like a commander figure for, uh, for Rex, one of the clone uh, Legion commanders. 
because uh, my character wears very similar style armor, like this sort of stormtrooper slash clone armor. Mm. Uh, so I thought this would be a good idea, good excuse to practice getting into mini painting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I made the mistake of going from a paint tutorial into how to actually play the game uh, on YouTube. Yeah. And I kind of want to pick up the Clone Wars set, uh, which is Clone Wars versus Separatists. Mm-hmm. And not only start building minis, but start figuring out how to paint minis. Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I did it like maybe two or three times a decade ago with right. Tau, and they did not look good. They were like big and blocky. Uh, like I, I'm certain my ADHD just like attributed to it. Where I was like, oh, I want to buy these and paint these, and I'm not good at this right way. I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's. I mean that that's it is a barrier to entry is the the painting side of things. Mm. So, um, I don't. I, the only thing I can say is just keep practicing. Mm-hmm. And like, there's tons of resources out there now for um for how to paint and like. You got all the different paint ranges. You've even got like, I mean, contrast paints. While there's definitely uh, ne- negatives to them, the best thing about them is you can get a load of stuff painted up real quick with them, and it'll look fine. I was actually uh, wandering down. I was like, had an early finish on mm. when on Thursday or something, uh, and I wandered into Warhammer. Uh, in mm-hmm. Glasgow and uh, was like pricing up different paints and one of the guys showed me like a couple of different contrast paints so I've got a vague idea of what I'm looking for mm-hmm. clones are going to be easy to paint because they're all just like bo- white body occasional highlight on the armor yeah uh, just for like table readiness uh, yeah and I've got like a whole stack of like unpainted like Pathfinder and and d minis from like the WizKids range like the yes. pre-primed ones that I'm going to like use as practice minis as well yeah so i can like get right into you know so i can get my head around it so, yeah I think you'll be solid yeah um so yeah that's that's been uh that's been my new kind of uh crack at the moment um just feeding that beast and reading up <laughs> on things and trying to convince other people so i was over so, it to... so what exactly do you own now what do i own now so i have the the core box which is rebels versus empire mm-hmm. uh uh-huh. which is Two units of rebel troops, a rebel walker thing, uh, Luke Skywalker, and then Darth Vader, two troops of stormtroopers, and two speeder bikes, mm-hmm. uh, and then a bunch of like scatter terrain. Uh, I have uh, Iden Versio, who's the main character from Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. I have Cassian Andor and uh, Jin, and mm-hmm. I have uh, R2D2 and. Uh, 3PO and they they crashed pod from the start of a new hope and I have a whole shopping list of stuff. So what what I'd done to, to to give you a bit of context, I haven't just like lost my fucking mind and started spending money left right and center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'd done is I'd actually sold a lot of my old 3.0 D&D books that were kind of right. gathering dust and I I sold it for kind of a few other bits I had to buy new lawnmower and stuff. And then I had some money left over and I was like I quite fancy just treating myself and mm. and it it spiraled, I will admit, slightly. Slightly. <laughs> but but in a good way. Um, and I'm quite excited. So I've spent the past few days sort of building up uh, the various bits and pieces that I've got. And I'm going to prime mm-hmm. them this weekend uh, and make a crack at, at painting some of them. And I'm meeting up with Ryan on Monday to 
to give him a few bits as well, uh, like clippers and moves yeah. and stuff, just to help him out. Nice. Um, nice. And then uh, I was at Scott's last night, and I was <laughs> I was chatting to Scott about it, um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, so you know, this is this is what's been going on." Scott was kind of like, "Oh well, you know, I've got a lot of hobby stuff as it is, and blah blah blah." Uh, and then sort of towards the end of the conversation, I was like, well, you don't actually need that much to, to play. And he was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, you just need like a commander and a couple of units. He was like, oh, well, you know, when, once I get moved, I can probably, and I was like, just get moved first and then we'll, we'll have a chat mm. about it. I don't want to, I don't want to be the person who like has you running around buying loads of stuff when you're in the middle of a move. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. How does the, how does the actual game play? Um, so it, it's ba- it was originally made by Fantasy Flight, who, um, you know, Josh, made the system that we currently play, mm-hmm. the Star Wars Fantasy Flight game, uh, where it has its own sort of unique non-numerical dice. Sure. It's very similar to that. So it has okay. hit, crit, uh, defense over defend, and a couple of blanks on each dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically roll attack versus defend and account for cover mm-hmm. uh, so it's a, it's really simple uh, and not a lot of numerical things to consider uh, when your squad you know say for example you've got a squad of four troopers mm-hmm. if you take a wound you lose one trooper uh, yeah. until you got your commander left okay. versus your uh, actual sort of squad leaders or your unit uh, your commander leaders having wounds that you have to track yeah, so it's very minimal. Like I have to remember how many wounds this particular uh, band has taken. Yeah, the one thing I really like about it and has kind of sold me game wise on it is mm. it is quite it can be played quite small. Like it can be very skirmish based. Even mm. even if you play the bigger version of it, it's not that big. You know, you're not fielding like massive table filling armies. You can do. There are rules for that, but in general. It's mm-hmm. it's built for kind of a mid range kind of game size, um, and you've got like you don't have army books at all. Mm-hmm. If you buy a box, you get the cards for that unit, and you have like it's it's got an interesting sort of thing because I quite like card games and card play as well. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. got you have like a little deck kind of thing as well that you have okay. like some of your army special abilities and command abilities in that you can kind of play from that as well. So like you take. You can take generic commanders. There are like generic Imperial commander, generic mm-hmm. clone commander. Um, but you, you, if you have, say, like Luke Skywalker in your army, you get special cards for Luke that you can play and utilize things that are specific to like Luke. And if you have like force users, there you can choose like what force powers you have access to as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really cool. Uh, so you could kind of you you have like a couple of characters that can be the named characters from the different films, and it's the fact that you can like. You can have, you know, Jyn Erso and, like, Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. So you do kind of what-if scenarios yeah. as well, which I quite like. And you can play across eras. So you can have, like, Rebellion versus Separatists or Clones versus Empire or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so on and so forth, um, which is kind of fun as well because you can have Anakin versus Luke, uh, which is and kind of cool. And they've got a few uh, interesting parts like uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO can be played across both sort of eras and they've yeah. got different cards for their different eras oh right cool yes yeah, so there's that, the, the the set i got with them you get a rebellion version of of r2d2 and a republic version and what's really cool actually is there's 
in the top right corner there's a little art of the and and because it's fancy flight it was all custom art so it's not mm. like movie stills it's yeah. actual artwork which is really nice for every character on every card and everything but the the card art for r2d2 is like republic era is like nice shiny brand new r2d2 and mm-hmm. then like his rebellion is kind of slightly dinged up and dirty and stuff which i thought was like a nice little touch as well yeah um which is really really good you've also got a few uh mercenary cards like i think boba fett can be played as a mercenary uh so yeah so it's like a universal unit that can be fielded but i think they're also bringing out um more along that line like yeah so that's more uh, that's kind of what actually hooked me so when i was when i was initially looking into it coming out in a couple of weeks is uh the mandalorian is uh Jin and and mm. grogu and that was, I, was like, I want them I, <laughs> yes. I don't even care if i'm playing this game or not i yeah. want those models yeah and that was kind of it that was that was it for me but ryan's right there's there's basically like mercenary units or crime syndicate units mm-hmm. that can be affiliated with a number of different factions uh and i, I think don't quote me on this, but I think you can run them as their own faction as well. Like that's they, cool. I think yeah, I like think that. there may be enough um, there. Like they've yeah. got a Pike commander that you can run as a command unit. Yeah, and you can do like Darth Maul in charge of Crimson Dawn, uh, which is kind of his storyline between the Clone Wars uh, TV show and uh, um, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, Boba Fett is has got kind of his classic version where he works for the Empire. But then you've got kind of a version that can be in, uh, I think he can be separatist as well. And they're making a new version of him from the Boba Fett show, where I think he might be Rebellion, mm-hmm. um, which is, is a different model as well, which is really nice. So there's there's a lot of really cool stuff drawing on different parts of the, the Star Wars lore. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, as, as Ryan said, it was with Fantasy Flight, but it's actually moved over to Atomic Mass now, who do yeah. the Marvel game, uh, Crisis Protocol. So. Uh-huh. I will say that to, to play devil's advocate, the hmm. minis aren't as nice as like Games Workshop stuff. They are a bit more simple. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a bit chunkier. Like the their scale is like closer to true scale. Sure, but they are kind of a little bit. You could see where they've had to make concessions to kind of make them work. Like the the core minis tend to be a little flatter than the the solo minis that I've, I've bought. So. I think you do see better quality in like the mm-hmm. the, the booster packs of content uh, than you do in the core stuff, but they still look really really nice. Like Scott was over last night to pick me up, and and he came and had a look, and he was like, "These look really nice." Yeah. So you know they are they they're not amazing miniatures, but they're like they're good miniatures. They're better than sort of your whiz kids, you know, plastic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe not quite up to like GW standards, which is understandable because they're they're not GW. I mean, uh, GW are probably still making, for, for gaming anyway, like the best miniatures yeah. out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in general, mm. in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's kind of been my uh, my my week and, and uh, by proxy Ryan's week, uh, which I am yeah. slightly sorry for, but not entirely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my, my bank account might not thank you for it, but I, I'm, 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 it's interesting to get a push into, because like, I sort of glanced off of Wargaming, which I sort of like yeah. referred to earlier on. But between like the, the Fantasy Flight game we're playing and the other game we're playing and just like um, recent watches, I think I'm in a similar position to Tom where I'm getting like re- got on a bit of a Star Wars kick right now. 
Sure, yeah. So like this might just be the impetus I need to get into another another hobby. Hey. <laughs> the the big question I have though is Josh, are you gonna join us? Join us. Pro- probably not. <laughs> he is. Not for now anyway. I've already got I mean, my focus going forward is actually going to be running this uh, campaign mm. for Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I'm going to be seeing Susan and Doug next week to build their characters. Mm-hmm. And then on August 12th, we're going to have our first session uh, of uh, what, what will basically be just stuff from the starter set. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than... I hope that what I, where I hope we get to is that we I have them ar- uh, end the session arriving in Fandolin and then for session two I'll be able to introduce a lot of the stuff from the essentials kit as well. Okay. Might I'll, I'll make some allusion to a white dragon maybe at some point like uh, if if they're on the road I'll, I'll if someone's acting as lookout if they get a really high roll I might see that uh, have them see something in the distance for that. But um, so yeah, time wise, I've got that. I've got Magic the Gathering, which is always a very expensive hobby, mm-hmm. um, and I really, really, really ought to give myself a kick up the ass and get painting again my my Necrons because they are well. I started on a bunch of them, but I haven't finished them yet. So when did you start um, on them? Um, like that, man. That's cool. <laughs> no, I'm just genuinely curious. No, the, uh, we are talking months ago. Nah. Tom, when did you come down for the weekend? March, February. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a while. <laughs> I need to get onto that. So what? Um, what you're saying is, you will be joining us, just uh, just a bit later. <laughs> just maybe later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, which which factions are you guys leaning towards? So I'm leaning towards clones, mostly yeah. because like when I get better at painting there are so many legions you can draw from mm-hmm. that are just the white base plus a bit of color yeah like, one that i was really hoping that was an option was plo Koon, uh, mm-hmm. and make plo's bros uh the 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 wolf pack uh but he's not a command unit quite yet so i'm gonna just stick with probably all clones with like Rex as a commander, and maybe um, there's Waxer, Boyle, and Cody as an option, right. or like they've announced them coming out soon. Well, you'll Would get you Obi Wan as well in uh, in the core box. True. Yeah. yeah. So I can I can have I can have um, Obi Wan. Uh, uh, what was his like the? I know five hundred first was uh, Anakin. Anakin's. Yeah. I'm not sure what Obi Wan. I don't know if Obi Wan had an official unit or not, like Anakin did. He, he probably he, did. He, he did. He had a. Uh, he had Cody. Uh, so he did. Um, no, right. I might actually. Um, I might actually lean towards that because I do like. Mm. Uh, my sort of lucky color color is uh, regrettably orange, uh, and I do like the the flash mm. of the orange on the shoulder pad. Mm. Um, so I might. I might lean towards Obi Wan, uh, but for now, I think it's going to be Rex. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, I'm. So I'm kind of dabbling into uh mm-hmm. because i've got the i got the Re- uh, rebellion and empire stuff in the core box mm. you've kind of got to skirmish forces straight out the gate yeah um and i wanted to do so i've kind of been drawn towards sort of more fringe characters that 
aren't the the main guys as mm-hmm. much as i like like luke and and vader and stuff mm-hmm. uh i've gone kind of the rebellion uh, the, uh, the rogue one side of things so Jin and and cassian andor mm-hmm. um and then for empire i've got uh idem versio as as kind of the leader she has her own unit called inferno yeah. squad which are these kind of like really heavily armored uh black clad stormtroopers mm. um so i'm kind of i'm going to do a small empire force with mm-hmm. with inferno squad and uh an item versio and like a few stormtroopers as just kind of a a backup force mm-hmm. and i just want to paint up some like stormtroopers and stuff because i'd like to use them like if we ever i'd quite like to do like a star wars game in person at some point yeah yeah and it'd be cool to like have some actual miniatures of, of stormtroopers and stuff so i'm going to do a little empire force and that way if like you or Scott or someone does want to have a go, I've got a, mm-hmm. a force as well that I can show you with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my well, main force is going to be Rebellion. The Clone the Clone Wars box also comes with the Separatists, and that mm. comes with uh, Grievous as yep. your commander. Oh, nice. Uh, so you've got Obi-Wan versus Grievous plus his Legion and, the, and a bunch of battle droids. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be fun to run some weird uh, mech stuff for the for the separatists mm, um, yeah. and just like uh, lean into uh, just making some obscure uh, painted uh, B1s like the mm-hmm. there's like all these different range of B1 battle droids that I can just like this one is this one this one is this you know they're all mm-hmm. uh, or just like spray paint them all sand and just be done with it <laughs> yeah they are really easy to paint as the battle droids to be yeah. fair they're probably mm-hmm. easier than the clones are Mm-hmm. uh in in that sense um but the thing is as well that you can have you know you could play empire versus empire you can have very different uh mm. sort of lists so there's there's only like the four main factions but then you've obviously got the mercenary stuff as well but there's a lot of diversity within those factions you know so you can do uh empire with like the emperor in charge you could do empire with um the guy from rogue one the the white clad oh dude. the uh Krellick. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. have like him him in charge. You could you could do like sand troopers, snow troopers, storm troopers, uh, and then like with the rebels and stuff, you can have like Wookiee forces as well. So you could do like Wookiee units. Oh right, yeah, they're also uh, clone compatible as well. They're clone compatible as well. Yeah, so you've got mm-hmm. kind of these units as well. So you've got like as much as you've only got four factions, you've got a lot of uh, changeability. You've got like the Mandalorians as well. Like mm-hmm. they're a, they're a whole mercenary faction you can do. So you could do like. Sabine Wren from the Rebels show and the units of Mandalorians uh-huh. or the evil Death Watch Mandalorians. Yeah. And they're just bringing more and more stuff out. You know, it's 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 expanding. So Should should we tell Josh about the one that they are bringing out? The one faction they're bringing out? Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Oh, my God. So, Josh, what, what if you could play any one force from the Star Wars films, the arguably the most deadly force in the Star Wars films, who would you play? Um, uh, what am I supposed to say here? <laughs> Think about the fiercest, the the most aggressive units that you see in the Star Wars films. I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's in the classic era. Yeah. That with oh with presumably oh like yeah, the highest... Jawas. No, Jawas. Close. They are small. Oh, they have a Ewoks. Higher... Ewoks. Yeah. Ewoks. Yes. So yeah, they're bringing out Ewoks. They've been announced as well. Uh, I, I suspect there'll be an extension of the rebellion. Uh, yeah, mm. but I think they're getting like their own commanders as well as like their own units. So you can have an Ewoks army. <laughs> Amazing! I, on, I would love if they were just mercenary, and you just have Vader walking. Walk 
yeah, you could just have Vader rocking up with an army of Ewoks. An army of teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've I... got the highest body count of, like, arguably any force. They are. They're mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. Like, if, if you watch, uh, like, the especially the original trilogy, the, the, the damage that the Ewoks do to the the empire forces on um endor is is mm. just horrific you know they absolutely brutalize them um apparently i think i saw something online that like the ewoks are actually um b- borderline cannibalistic as well because you see them like obviously they kind of capture the the heroes at the start and kind of mm. tie them up and 3po talks them out of it so there is this thing that they're kind of carnivorous or or, or potentially even cannibalistic creatures because yeah. they have like skulls and that as well so mm. that's kind of funny um so yeah i thought i think that's really cool so just paint them up so that they're blood, completely blood soaked blood battered yeah. <laughs> like, fur yeah it's, it's it, <laughs> like, we see um imagine like we see the 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 cuddly teddy bear version in the movies yeah imagine if we got like a rogue one where it's just like the skirmish of, yeah. I like from the Ewoks perspective of like their guerrilla tactics against this evil empire. Mm. I mean, we did get Ewoks. Uh, the Ewoks had their own film and they, they had their own cartoon series. Unfortunately, yeah. they're not the uh, the dark and twisted version of the Ewoks. They're very much steer towards the kid friendly version of the mm. Ewoks. But mm. I would love a, a, a more a more mature take on the Ewoks. <laughs> just brutal. Just ruined people's childhoods. Yeah, <laughs> great great stuff oh well guys uh, stay tuned to to watch uh, tom slowly whittle me down until i play this game inevitably um let's find out how long i uh, hold out for <laughs> I, give it, I give him two weeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i you know i i've got more i've got uh more uh confidence than josh two and a half okay two and a half weeks before i buy my first uh is it buy is that where they crack I spend money on it. Yeah, you've yeah, yes. you've got to you've got to put the, put the money down. I think to mm-hmm. like to, I to put it's too money. it's too late for me. I've already bought a mini. Like, <laughs> it's too it's, late for me. <laughs> it's uh, it's due to come without me, Josh. Yeah, it's due to yeah. go to it's due to come today. So I was actually kind of hoping it would show up uh, mid recording, to be honest. But yeah, an <laughs> unboxing recording. That's uh, yeah, real real audience participation. Yeah, it's just like, like all these visual gags. <laughs> <laughs> Rightio. Uh, I think the only other thing to mention before we sign off, it's four weeks to Tabletop Scotland. Hey. Woo! On that so, note, actually, we, we uh, have had uh, our first sort of discussions about the quiz. So we are, yeah. we're obviously going to be doing the, the quiz at Tabletop Scotland and we've started floating ideas for, for some rounds that we're going to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I won't commit to anything because we've not, we've not hammered anything down for, for certain, but we've got some really interesting ideas floating about and uh, yeah. I've had a few suggestions from, from other people as well who've been like, I think you should do this round. So we'll, yeah. we, we might have some interesting ideas uh, on the table for some, some rounds. So if you are coming along, and you should come along, uh, and you come to our quiz, which you should come to, uh, you'll get to enjoy uh, these quite creative rounds, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yes, looking forward to it. Uh, rightio, and on that note... I think that's all we've got time for. So thank you very much for listening, guys. And until next time, take care. Bye. 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 Bye.